Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bravo Happy Hour. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts and give the show a five-star rating and leave a little review. It's super helpful for the show and allows for fellow Bravo lovers to find out about the show. Today's app is a quickie solo with yours truly. If you guys are new to the show, welcome. My name is Megan, and obviously I love Bravo TV more than all of my friends and family combined. I've been working on this podcast since about October of 2018, and so we're kind of getting close to a year. And it's been super fun, and obviously I got to meet a lot of fun guests who I never knew before the show and just talked to a lot of fun people on Instagram. So I just want to remind you guys, you should totally be following Bravo Happy Hour on Instagram because shit goes down in the comments and truly people are real, real wild. And even if you don't comment, you can lurk like I do uh, because sometimes I'm like, I can't even get involved and this is my own page. <laughs> so let's just start right in with today's topics. We have to discuss what's going on with the Real Housewives of Dallas cast for season four. The trailer came out for the upcoming season that comes out on September 4th, which I can't wait. It's like my Labor Day gift. So in the just released trailer, we see Leanne Locken, Brandi Redman, Stephanie Holman, Cameron Westcott, and Deandra Simmons are all coming in as full-time cast members. We see newbie Carrie Brittingham, who's, you know, a mom from Mexico. She's coming in as Deandra's friend, so that should be interesting. And then, sadly, we see that Carrie Duber, who's on seasons one through three, has been demoted to a friend of. I'm truly not sad that she's been being demoted. I think once her husband, Mark, skinny dipped in that freezing cold lake in Iceland last season, I feel like that was immediately calls for demotion. Like, I think she actually needed to be fired and completely off the network for allowing her husband to just, like, have his, like, swinging dick, like, hanging out, like, in, like, sub-zero temperatures on television. And, like, the kid was there. It was really creepy. I, I don't think it'll really make a big difference not having her on the show. You know, last season, I think she kind of came on and she was, like, in post, like, dick being sucked at the roundup situation from season two. So I think she was trying to, like, clean up her rep a little bit. You know, she was, like, pretending to be, like, a good mom again. And... (laughs) pretending to be a good mom that's so mean but she was like showing more interest in like spending time with her daughter and they also had like the opening of her like facial company or whatever skincare clinic or whatever you call it so I think they were kind of coming in trying to clean up Mark's little act get some press on her clinic and then you know maybe not come back as a full time but she also didn't really bring that much drama and I'm not really going to miss her. So the newbie on the show, Carrie Brittingham, which like why why move, why would take one Carrie off to add another Carrie in? She's coming in as Deandra's friend who lives around the corner from her. So it should be interesting because you've got to assume that you know, Deandra and Leanne are still at war with one another. Deandra didn't go to Leanne's wedding back in April. So safe to say, I'm assuming this Carrie woman is going to come in with some beef with Leanne. We see in the trailer that they're going to stop in like classic Bravo editor fashion, they start the trailer with like all of the girls at Brandy's Bunny's funeral. And one of the Bunny's name is Playboy, quote unquote, Bunny Redmond, which like, again, like that's a really great name for like your child, your children's bunny. But besides the point, so she's like making a speech at this funeral. It's like saying she's so sad that she bought the bunny at a pet store. But like, I feel like, like you don't like rescue bunnies. Like bunnies aren't like dogs where it's like, you know, taboo to like buy from a store. Like I feel like you just have to buy a bunny from a store. But also I don't trust people who have bunnies as adults. But again, that's 
besides the point. Even like Brandy's children were laughing at her at this funeral and you see Stephanie like truly sobbing. I'm like, this is so ridiculous. But also like what makes Dallas so good because, you know, Brandy's obviously hurting, you know, so then Stephanie is like truly also hurting as well super funny. We see Leanne and husband Rich's wedding seemed really beautiful. He's still rocking the eye patch. I need answers about that. It is really sexy though. I didn't think I would be someone who'd be interested in a man with an eye patch, but alas, here I am. We see Deandra and Leanne fighting with each other. Leanne actually calls her a yappy chihuahua. And then Deandra, Deandra, that fool says, you know, in today's climate, you can't say something like that. And then Leanne responds saying, yeah, in today's climate, you shouldn't say that your husband's cheating on you and you don't have evidence. Like, regardless of what Leanne said about, like, the cheating situation, like, in today's climate, like, what do they mean? Like, political climate or societal climate? Like, you calling someone a yappy chihuahua has nothing to do with today's political climate. Like, I feel like people are trying to really, like, jump on board with, like, being, like, politically woke and being with the times and it's like no babe like you really got to pick and choose your battles with this kind of stuff it actually reminds me of the situation on Vanderpump Rules where Katie was like telling everybody about James uh James Kennedy and was like time's up on James Kennedy it's like what did he do like if you're not going to say that like he actually like sexually assaulted someone and he like did all these things that like these movements are to expose like then what are you saying like actually now that I'm thinking about it that was never even addressed on any of the reunions and all of the cast members were like you only knew what James did it's like yeah but if James did something so bad why wouldn't someone just fucking say it like you know why not that's the, the nature of this type of game but Besides the point, I'm really excited for this season. They're going to Thailand as their cast trip, which is kind of a glow up. Even though last year they did like the trip to Iceland, which was like Carrie being like, I want to get closer to my dad. So we're going to go to Iceland where his family's from. But don't worry, my dad isn't coming. Like I'm just going to FaceTime him from Iceland and let him know like I had a great time, hung out with all your family. Sucks that you weren't here. Like lol. So that trip should be beautiful. I'm excited to see the newbie. She seems kind of fun. She's from Guadalajara, Mexico. So I went on her Bravo like bio page, and supposedly it says, as her and her husband approach their 10-year anniversary, Carrie yearns for more financial independence, but struggles to get her husband on board. Like, come on. Like, this is always like the saddest trope that ever happens on a Housewives show. It's like, oh, my husband is so scared for me to get a job. Why? So if you get a job, you get money, you have choices, you have options, and you probably have the ability to leave his stupid fucking ass if your husband won't allow you to get a job because he's so scared he's so insecure then like that's a bigger issue than like you maybe getting a job also I think Ben and Ronnie from the Watch of Crappens podcast which is a great show if you guys don't listen they always call people who are in situations like this like Housewives is like their lily pad like it's their lily pad to divorce so it's like Camille Grammer came on the show well Kelsey knew what the fuck he was doing he was cheating on her from this jump but he was like oh well if I throw her this bone she'll you know get some publicity people will like her maybe she can make her own money have her own source of income and then eventually he left her we saw it with Jules Weinstein from Real Housewives of New York same situation. Like he comes on the show. He's a pig to her the whole fucking time. They clearly don't have a good relationship. And then, you know, she ends up dishing him after a couple months of filming and then she gets like a juice line or whatever, you know? So it happens a lot. Kelly Dodd, it happened, you know? So I mean, I'm not going to like 
assume divorce on this couple, but I just automatically think when you're like sending your bio into Bravo to put on the website for like your debut on a TV show, you probably shouldn't lead with like, my husband doesn't want me to work. He's really struggling with that. Like, we'll tell your husband to struggle about real issues in today's climate. (laughs) I'm excited for this season and I can't wait to watch. Moving to totally different news, coming out of Watch What Happens Live again. Okay, one, if you guys listened to the last episode, I was so excited because I thought I was going to see Dorit and Ramona on Watch What Happens Live. Plot twist, it was a pre-recorded episode with Monique Samuels from Real Housewives of Potomac and Tamika, last name, question mark, from Southern Charm, New Orleans. They both were really great. Monique is truly so press trained. Like I was really, really impressed with how professional she sounded and she her answers were just spot on to everything and the episode aired this past sunday so you could go watch it but yeah it was really dev- devastating because i was truly like so excited about seeing ramona and dorit like i texted like 600 people like it was embarrassing um and then like the next day everyone was like how was it i mean like, well it was great however um not exactly what i expected but watch what happens live host andy cohen is in the news again last episode we were talking about how little kim refused to go on his show because he said he was like messy which like Duh, of course he is. That's like the nature of his show. But Kathy Griffin sat down with People Magazine to promote her new concert film, A Hell of a Story. And she obviously spoke more about Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper. So if you guys don't remember, when Kathy Griffin did the photo shoot where she was like holding up a bloody head of Donald Trump, obviously she lost like all of her jobs, whatever. She lost the gig with Anderson Cooper and on CNN for the New Year's Eve ball drop. She already wasn't on Bravo anyways before that, but still, I think that was like a big hit because then Andy got the show. So she ended up saying in this interview, Andy Cohen treated me like a dog. He was one of the worst bosses I've ever had. And also, you know, the guy decides the entire slate at Bravo, and yet he gave himself a talk show that magically gets renewed every year. I had a talk show at Bravo for two years, and then that got canceled. And I thought, yeah, in a way, I'm sure it's sort of competition for Andy. He's not been very kind. So it's kind of interesting how she brings that up because I never really considered that. Yeah, Kathy obviously did have her own talk show and yeah, to compete with Andy on like, you know, his time slot, it doesn't really seem conducive for Andy's show, which yeah, you know, when he's the EP and like running like development for the network, yeah, he probably might have a say like, actually, you know what? I'm going to put my show on, you know, the 11 o'clock time or 1130, whatever it is. You know, I think Kathy's gone through a lot in her career. And so she obviously like worked her way up to be this big name and then be such a big pioneer in comedy for women and then to have like, you know, the stupid Trump head thing really take her down so many notches has been kind of hard to see because now she's scraping her way back and really trying. Yet also she's like, yet also she's talking shit about so many people in the news where it's like, you kind of make it difficult. You put yourself in a difficult situation. It's like, do you bite the hand that feeds you? Like, do you stand up for what you believe in? I don't really know. But also, you know, she said he treats her like dogs. And I think it's interesting because we don't see Andy really in a capacity where he's fighting with any of the Bravo people, like any of the Bravo housewives, because they're all under his thumb. Like he is like the Oz for them. So if they mess up and Andy freaks out, they're going to keep their lips shut because they want to be there for the next season of whatever show they're filming. But Kathy, however, is different because let's not forget Kathy's show, My Life on the D-List, was on Bravo back in, like, what, 2005? And that was right before Real Housewives of OC started. So for me, I was watching Kathy's show on Bravo, and that's how I even got introduced to any of the Housewives. And I'm assuming a lot of people also were kind of in similar situations because, you know, Bravo wasn't really known for 
you know, reality TV. I don't think any channels necessarily were. You know, they were showing like operas and like, you know, Queer Eye, whatever. So it's interesting how she really kind of feels slighted by Andy. And you know what? It's surprising that Andy actually hasn't come back from a comment about this. Obviously, he said to Little Kim, he's like, I love Little Kim. I would love to have her here regardless. But he hasn't said anything about this, which, you know, might be actually quite telling that he actually did treat her like a dog. But who the hell knows? But staying with Andy, he also evidently had beef with Wendy Williams. So Andy this past week attended... Wendy Williams' 55th birthday show on her hit TV show, The Wendy Williams Show. So I guess they weren't really fond of each other for the past six years or so. So Andy was saying about her ex-husband, Kevin Hunter Sr., your husband is not my biggest fan, but I want you to know I've been cheering you on for the past six years. So it's interesting that Andy's like not having big fans with Wendy Williams' husband. It seems like a very like rogue thing. Obviously, he's a true trash person. He has been cheating on her, like knock this woman up there over. He was the executive producer on her show. She removed him and she also dissolved the Hunter Foundation, which is a nonprofit that they started together in 2014. So, I mean, it's interesting and I wonder what the real beef is. Six years of Andy and Wendy not talking, which seems interesting because a lot of their... Unwanted family guests are like fish. They start to stink after three days. So, what's the best mattress for them this holiday season? Definitely not a nectar. Then they'll never leave. Flip those fish your old mattress and put your human body on a Nectar. Prices start at just $499, and you get $399 in accessories thrown in, a 365-night home trial, and a forever warranty. A fresher deal than your mackerelly mother-in-law, right? Go to Nectarsleep.com today. For many of us, the holidays will look different this year. Family and friend reunions might not be the same, but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close. That's why I'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather, and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a StoryWorth membership. Every week, StoryWorth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask, like, if you were to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like, so I obviously had to ask, who's your favorite grandkid? Just kidding. After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash bravohh. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself. <laughs> this will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for generations. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off off you guys and you get a deal look at that fan base intersects and also wendy is constantly talking about things happening on bravo so you would think she would want to have an in with andy but if you know actually now that i'm saying it it actually could be you know andy being like shut up stop talking about the girls on my show because i mean we saw this past week on the real housewives of potomac while ashley while ashley and her husband michael are dealing with like the blatant sexual assault case 
we see like clips from Wendy Williams. So who knows what's going on there? But evidently, they're all good now. Andy ended up saying, I want you to know I've been cheering you on for the past six years. Andy went on to compliment how light as a feather she seemed. And he also said, I'm happy to be back. And I'm so happy about Wendy in the city because now she's moving back. She has moved back to New York. She's dating. She's having fun. She's kind of living her best life. Well, staying in New York, Real Housewives of New York star Luann Delaseps, you guys, like, I don't understand. Like, She's in these every freaking week and like it's page six, like, which is so funny because like the Beverly Hills Housewives have like radar online as their main source. And then the Housewives of New York City also always have page six. But page six, I think, is like credible because at least like that shit prints in paper. Like you can pick that up at the bodega, you know, radar online. You've really got to be like a big pop culture junkie. Like, I don't even go on Radar Online. I think it's trash. But besides the point, Luann Delaseps has now partnered with Ivy Drips to create her own custom intravenous therapy formula. So if you guys don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, I barely do either. But you've definitely seen it on like Vanderpump Rules and I can't remember what other reality shows, probably Summer House because they're aggressive drinkers. But they all, you know, drink all night and then the next morning... They get like a fucking intravenous drip into their arms full of like vitamins and minerals to promote, you know, health and hydration, whatever. So Luann is, <laughs> Luann has partnered with this company for a feeling Giovanni drip, which is curated by Luann Delisips to get you refreshingly energized, a strong immune system and gorgeous skin. Love that. So one session. I am not kidding you, costs $380. Supposedly, you are full of magnesium, taurine, vitamin B1, vitamin B2, vitamin B3, B5, B6, B12, vitamin C, and glutathione. (laughs) Luann said it's perfect for a recharge and reset after a workout, especially in the record-setting heat wave. This formula channels everything the song is about, youth, energy, and just an overall sense of positivity. I love how, like, feeling Giovanni is now, like, a medical term, like this IV company. They're like, do you want to feel Giovanni? Please, give us $380. I would have done it if it were, like, 75. Like, 75 would have been my max, but I'm not getting, like, a fucking shot in my arm just so I can feel Giovanni. Like, I go to the gym. I can smoke some weed. I can do anything I want to feel Giovanni. Like, (laughs) I'm not doing this. Let's file this in things I don't need. Speaking of other endeavors from Luann, supposedly she's also in talks of appearing on Broadway's musical Chicago after her tour date ends, which is like yet another thing. We don't need her to be on for next season. Like the women are already like, I don't want to say they're jealous of her because I think they understand that this is like such a phase. However, if Luann is on Broadway next year, they're going to hate her so much more than they hated her this season. And I feel like... I don't know if I really need that. It's not confirmed that she's definitely going to be on Broadway, but she told people now that we're trying to work at a date. God knows I love to be on stage, so that's good. It's a part that's fitting for me because it's all about class. (laughs) I really hope she plays Roxy Hart. Like, I feel like that'd be fun. If you guys don't know, Chicago is like all about like the 1920s. Like, Roxy is like a housewife and a nightclub dancer who ends up murdering her... (laughs) Her on-the-side lover, after he threatens to walk out on her, then she gets, like, a lawyer to whatever transform this crime into whatever, all the sensational headlines, which is actually kind of perfect. It kind of sounds like it could be on brand for Luann. I feel like it's a matter of time before she's, um, I shouldn't say murdering her lovers. (laughs) But I think it should be interesting. And she would be... Following in the footsteps of other housewives, Nene Leakes, Candy Burris, and Lisa Rinner, who all were in the 
classic musical. Interestingly enough, I can't see Lisa Rinna being on Broadway. Like, I could see her doing a lot of things, like jazzercise teacher, you know, like MC for like a charity, but I can't see her on Broadway. I feel like she's like not demure enough. Granted, Nene Leakes isn't demure per se. However, I think, uh, I think I don't need to see Rinna on stage. <laughs> Well, moving coast, Million Dollar Los Angeles star Josh Altman and his wife Heather welcomed their second little baby this week. Baby ace David Altman was born at 6 pounds, 10 ounces, and was born on Tuesday, July 16th. So this is their second baby. They gave birth to baby Alexis about two years ago. I'm always really happy for them. I, like, oddly enough, root for them. I love Josh's relationship with his brother. I think they're very cute. I love, like, his his closeness with his parents. I I just really like them, and I'm happy that they're having more kids because they make really cute babies. The name Ace is definitely interesting. You know, I'm not going to give a comment there. Maybe I'll actually try to watch Million Dollar LA this year. I feel like I'm doing a disservice to my listeners when I'm not up on all the shows. However, there's something's got to give, like, and it's any like real estate nonsense. Well, speaking of other real estate show, Frederick Eklund from Million Dollar Listing New York has officially moved to California. So he posted on Instagram a couple weeks ago that him and his family moved into this new house in Beverly Hills. He also implies that they are spending more time in California while he expands his businesses here, which is something he's been in the talks for for a year. So it should be, I wonder like if Frederick can do like a little cameo in Million Dollar LA or like do both shows. That'd be very fun. Million Dollar New York is coming back August 1st, which is like very, very soon with a 90 minute season eight premiere episode, which like skirt, like Real Housewives of New York can't get a 90 minute season premiere. So like Million Dollar New York, like I thought that was very rogue. For Million Dollar New York, Frederick will be on for season eight, based in New York. Obviously, they filmed, you know, a couple months ago. We also obviously have Ryan Serhant, who I love, Steve Gold, who whatever. He actually just had a baby, too, with, I don't believe it's his wife, but some chick with massive lips. She's really pretty, though. They just had a baby, too. And then Luis Ortiz, who was on previous seasons, but then got off the show, came back. He like probably like a year ago posted all of this shit on Instagram. I was like, I'm super depressed, like depressed. I've been going through all this stuff, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm really struggling. And it was really nice and candid for him to open up to his followers because obviously a lot of people also are going through that and maybe it'll make them feel better. He also had painted nails in the promo, which like I love a guy with painted nails. So I was very, very into that for him. Also, has anybody seen Frederick's two kids, Mila and Freddie? Go to Bravo Happy Hour's Instagram account because he truly has the most darling looking children. Like him and his husband, Derek, are like obviously gorgeous people, like blessed with like, you know, the best genes humanly possible. But they have created two of the most beautiful little kids and they look so happy. And they were living in Connecticut and New York, but their house in Connecticut was just like, so stunning and like seeing like videos of them like running around in the grass I was like I knock me up please if I can have a kid who looks like either of them I'll take it also like I'm doing an episode of this show called the real pornos of Bravo and I'm going to watch like all the pornos that people on Bravo have been in and Frederick obviously had some racy videos in his past so stay tuned for that guys because you know I'm doing the lord's work here because A lot of people don't want to watch this stuff, but that's what I signed up for. (laughs) Speaking of other people who are bound to be doing porn, just kidding. Um, Kim Zolciak Bierman and her daughter Brielle Bierman 
are up to no good again. So this past week, they went... So Brielle went on Twitter this week and slammed Delta over a flight from Los Angeles back to Atlanta. So she tweeted the following. Tommy at Gate 27, like love specific, like Tommy. Gate 27, Delta LAX. Like I would get this tweet printed on a t-shirt if I were Tommy, if I didn't get fired. So... She tweeted, Tommy at Gate 27, Delta LAX, just kicked my whole family off my flight to ATL because we were waiting on my dad with our service dog to finish going through security. And KJ and Cash started crying because they thought we left him. And Kaya literally was shitting herself and he kicked us off. What the fuck? So this is like a yet another like celebrity, like girl cries wolf on a plane. Like, let's actually break down the facts. So Kim ended up responding to this saying, unacceptable Delta and police are now involved. Okay, babe, police is not getting involved. Supposedly there was their dog that didn't have proper paperwork to show that he was a service dog, which I feel like more recently airlines have been cracking down a little bit more on like what a quote unquote service dog is because like what is the service needed for this family? Like also Kim, Croy, Brielle, and the six little kids, you know, that's seven people assuming Ariana wasn't there making it eight. Why the fuck you need a dog? Like, don't you, don't you have enough baggage? Don't you have enough Louis Vuitton luggage and like, you know, kids to be watching after that you need to like then have a dog, like a service dog? Like, also like, what is this dog? What service is this dog doing? Like emotionally helping? Like physically? Like, I, I don't get it. And also, is this a dog that like bit her son's face? Like that dog should not be on flights. Like he should not be in confined spaces in high altitudes. <laughs> That's fucked up. So Delta ended up responding to the tweet <laughs> via a statement to page six, which I love when an airline gets to talking to page six. Like, that's what gets my blood boiling. He said, Mrs. Zolciak Bierman and family elect deplane their flight while their while her husband remained behind to provide proper paperwork for an emotional support animal. So let's be clear, ladies and gentlemen, this is an emotional support animal. She just wanted to pet a fucking dog throughout the ride. Like, babe, you can't just do that I don't feel like anymore like you know obviously there was that like horrific story like a year ago where that like little French bulldog was like shoved up to the top of the fucking plane and then like it died because they couldn't take it out but like I don't believe animals should be flying regardless but if they are going to be flying take the proper steps to get the dog the proper paperwork like why do you think you're above it and I like Croy and I think like Croy probably has like a really like level head and you'd think like he'd maybe be good at like logistics, like family logistics, like here's the family baggage, like here are the tickets, here are our passports. Like I feel like he'd be good at that. So you'd assume like he would figure out like a way to get the dog on the plane or at least like in the bottom of the plane. Like I think that's what dogs still do at this point, but who knows? It doesn't sound like they violently were ripped off the plane. Obviously when you're traveling with five little kids, you know, four little kids and Brielle, who's basically basically a, a kid you know I think it's a lot going on so yeah when the flight attendant is like either get the fuck off the plane or keep it moving like I can imagine it was not as civil as they would have liked but I mean also not surprising I wonder <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna get like their tickets reimbursed or something also like are they in first class like I really hope Kim who's literally $215,000 in debt to Amex is in charging first class tickets for her family and a emotional support dog that would actually not be surprising especially because recently she was seen in las vegas losing 30k at some blackjack table or some shit so yet another way that kim zolciak beerman is just losing losing 
losing. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And again, check out Bravo Happy Hour's Instagram page. It's super fun. And also check out mine, meo.nyc, if you like want to follow my personal stuff. I don't post a lot of fun stuff there, but hey, if you get me drunk on a Saturday, you might get some fun stories. So <laughs> follow me. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. Tis the season to be catching up on your favorite CW shows. See why everyone's being charmed by Stargirl. She's the new generation of justice. Join TV's most brilliant detective, Nancy Drew, as she and her fearless friends get to the bottom of their town's twisted mysteries and soar into the darkness of Gotham City with Batwoman. She's the kind of hero the world needs right now. Catch up for free on the CW app before brand new seasons of Nancy Drew and Batwoman begin January 2021. Only on the CW.